Hey y'all, you're listening to Diagnosing Sitcoms and Movies, the DSM podcast. We help make mental health more comfortable by using Black movies and shows we know and love and culture to remove stigma. So join our convo with your hosts, Courtney Copeland, licensed mental health counselor. And Dr. B, licensed professional counselor. What's poppin', y'all? This episode, we are talking about the 1992 rom-com Boomerang, starring Eddie Murphy and like a million other famous, successful Black people. This movie is so star-studded and looking bad at at it again now I was like ooh 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 <laughs> <laughs> I know it was a lot of really famous people in here and I didn't realize that um, I guess I didn't really pay attention to how much um, Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence did together so it was really cool I didn't even realize Martin was in this movie to be honest <laughs> are you judging? Uh, no no not at all for <laughs> All right, confession, everybody. This is my, I think, my official first time watching this movie. Okay, first, in my defense, I was two years old. This came out in 1992. What was I doing watching that? You weren't it? born when The Wiz came out, but you seen that. Ooh, got him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't know if I was allowed to watch this. This was good point. Good point. Definitely rated, earned their rated R rating. <laughs> I, my question is, did Robin Given and uh, and Eddie Murphy really get in on it? That looked intense. <laughs> I was like, they doing it for real. <laughs> I watched that scene a couple of times. <laughs> Just never thought I had. So I, 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 I now I feel like I need to go pay attention again. So. Yes, <laughs> you do, especially with his little toes. We. <laughs> I was like, did his toes do a thumbs up? This <laughs> is screaming for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, ew. <laughs> Eddie Murphy did call my mother. <laughs> right. right. It put his thumb in his mouth. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mommy issues. <laughs> but Eddie Murphy, he's he's very handsome now, but he was born back then. He was born. This is one of the movies where I started to recognize. I said, Eddie Murphy's weight changes the shape of his head. <laughs> I think that's true. Like, if you look at him now, head. it is, yeah, like his his weight fluctuations change and the shape of his head changes. Because yes. if you think about it, his head is shaped similar this way in Harlem Nights. And it's like, okay, the same aesthetic. But he did not look like this in even coming to America. The movies aren't that far apart. Yes, he did look like this in Coming Into America. Coming Into mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> That's not what that film is called. <laughs> coming Into <laughs> Why did I say fucking shit up? <laughs> you need a new okay. co-host. This is, this is a safe place. This is a safe place. <laughs> the struggle. Anyway. His face isn't that big. Or not saying or that skinny. it's big. It's just it just like is the shape of his head changes. Like and it's different now, and it's different when than how it was shaped in life. Like it's <laughs> since we so done so many of his films. Like his head is shaped different in each film. I suppose you know what you, you <laughs> get me a a pile up of his heads <laughs> <laughs> from each of the movies, and we'll see. <laughs> 
<laughs> Got it. I'm on it. Research team. <laughs> right. Call, call them up. Call them up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I am super excited to talk about uh, being introduced to the character Stranger in this film, who I definitely oh, feel God. like I was an adult. <laughs> before I realized that her name was just strange with an accent mark. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, strange. Oh, it's strange. 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 I was like, y'all could come up with a better name. Seriously. No, it's so fitting. It's so fitting. <laughs> I mean, she was a little strange. A. <laughs> She's strange AF, okay? Um, <laughs> when she took her panties off, I mean, not her panties, her G-string off <laughs> and rubbed that thing all around that man's face and head, I said, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. when Nelson put them in his pocket, <laughs> Nelson lived for her. <laughs> <laughs> Steel vagina. <laughs> was, oh my gosh. He oh he loved her. I wouldn't be Nasty surprised Nelson. if they right. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they got it on, honey. Yes. <laughs> but she was way too into um what's his name? What is his name? Marcus? Mm-hmm. Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus. Yeah, her purring ass. I'm gonna start learning how to purr. <laughs> so I can creep the young boy. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, it's fitting because she's a cougar. Right. Yes. <laughs> Look how that came full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like how we did that. You're welcome. <laughs> oh my gosh. She was another good character for me. I yes. loved her. <laughs> and look at these awesome, like legendary, wonderful black actresses that play these two characters. We have Grace yes. Jones, we have Eartha Kitt. Like this movie was full of heavy hitters. And that was one thing that Eddie Murphy even talked about um, during the promotion of the film when he was, I don't, I don't know why. I, I don't know when I saw this interview because it couldn't have been when I was a child. But <laughs> I saw it at some point in time where he was on um, Arsenio Hall and he was talking about this film in particular, and there not being any white characters in this film and having to advocate and really push for all black casts. And even after the success of coming to America with the predominantly black cast that he had there and the producers really pushing for there to be inclusion of white characters, where here he was very steadfast and making sure that there was uh, black professionals in these roles and that they can work at this firm and that, that there doesn't have to be a white mm-hmm. boss and in, in written into the scripts. Like it's, mm-hmm. these people can live and exist in a world that looks like they do wow. and that's okay and i just appreciate you eddie if if no one ah. else said thank you for that thank you brother thank you because he definitely pioneered that for a lot of more movies to have predominantly black class and if he didn't you know make that jump push that you know agenda mm-hmm. for our people we probably wouldn't even have half of what we have today mm-hmm. so thank you yes eddie martin <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was like an applause. I don't know. Whatever. But it was a just sound like a windbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Insert applause there. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that's pretty dope. And honestly, until you said that, I really didn't pay attention to the fact that this was an all black cast. 
exactly because it, it's it's so dope and it doesn't even it doesn't stick out like it doesn't it doesn't have to be an mm-hmm. urban film for it right. to have to have be a predominantly or all black cast these are successful business people in in each of their industries mm-hmm. and we're able to see that and i just i love that about this film yes you know i would love to be a background even just an extra just to see what this cast looked like behind screen. oh my gosh Oh, like, I cannot imagine. The <laughs> I would get fired because I would right? laugh. I'd be all over the place, just looking, like peeking out of places. <laughs> like, what's going on today, fans? Cut, <laughs> cut, cut. Extra number 12. We see you. Right. <laughs> I would be all up in that scene with Eddie Murphy and Gibbons. Like, what y'all doing? Can I come? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was. great to you. I don't know. <laughs> That was just this. It got to me, honey. I was just, I was touched. <laughs> well, like Stranze said, it's Jacqueline said he really knows how to, you know, move his mm-hmm. ass. Yes. <laughs> Bro, her, oh my gosh. Like, I know I'm extra, but I've never been that extra. Pussy, 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 pussy. <laughs> I'm looking for a cat. <laughs> She has so extra. <laughs> you are not gay. My brother's gay. Yeah. Him. He's, him. He's, he's gay. gay. <laughs> no, she not out in people. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she, she crossed so many lines that she would be canceled if she was in this, in this day and age, okay? Would she or would she be sex positive, liberated and free and celebrated? Yes. <laughs> As the um, risk-taking feminist that she is. <laughs> yeah, she'll be canceled. <laughs> Yo, because this firm would be like an HR's worst nightmare. All of the, <laughs> the sexual okay. harassment. I mean, yes. it That was, yeah. Like, I mean, and then my question was too, like when I was watching it, did he have sex with multiple women in the firm already? It seems like it. Oh my gosh. Hmm. You know, I'm probably like, I'm next. Get out of my way. I'm me. Hi. <laughs> I guess I now realize I have a crush on Eddie Murphy. I can say it. Whatever. Okay. What next? <laughs> Big deal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I usually this is a safe space. We are, there's no as in with the film, there's no kink shaming. <laughs> That's right. I appreciate it. You're usually the one that shares your crushes. So it's really weird for me to share. No, I like listening to other people's. Like, I, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> Go deeper. Visualize more. <laughs> Get wrapped up in the delusion as I do. No. Never. <laughs> I think I might. Okay. <laughs> Okay. But speaking about uh, great females in the film, I just appreciate it. Tisha Campbell was not in this film for long, oh. but oh, every line and second that she gave was, you uh. slimy, sleazy, sneaky, slithering son of a bitch. I know you hear me, you slimy, sleazy, sneaky, slithering son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yo dick all soft. She was so angry. <laughs> court order. Court order. I don't give a damn about a court order. 
<laughs> she was so obnoxious and I loved Girl it. Okay. <laughs> Hanging the <Woo-hoo>. sign. <laughs> Get out of there. <laughs> she was a, a a worrisome neighbor. And but then right when he needed it, she was there to comfort him. <laughs> Yo, when she invited him in for that cup of coffee, and he said, not even if Jesus himself was pouring it. <laughs> I, I was like, I died. I died. He said, I want no pots, woman. <laughs> I want no pots. Uh, even though knowing all of the things that she knew, she still was welcoming him in for that uh, cup of coffee, which I think speaks yes. to her and your just infatuation with AKA, <laughs> Eddie Murphy, a.k.a. Marcus. <laughs> The right. woman just didn't say no. It was something about him. It was something about him. And you know what? That's what it is. It captivated <laughs> me. Oh my god. You got caught the alert. <laughs> I got caught. Oh my God. I'm a bad. <laughs> I I did. I did get caught up in it. Damn. Well, you know, it is what it is. He was hot. He was popping back then. That's why he got 10 kids in real life. <laughs> well, damn. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. I was looking at his booty in a little purple leather suit he was wearing. <laughs> and the red one. <laughs> and he knew. That's why he bounced it every once in a okay. while. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Boomerang, 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 boomerang. boomerang. I, I did, however, pay attention to how many um, quotes that we have given in other films for John Witherspoon that were also in this film. With, of course, bang, 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 I turn it around. Don't be pussy whip. Whip pussy. <laughs> that I think was his personal, like quotable. Like if you had, if everyone yeah. had something that he, his line in every movie. Yes. Absolutely. So what was unique in this film was that poor Nate. <laughs> yeah. Poor Nate. Poor See, Nate. people would stop at the, at the, <laughs> at the shirt, but I want to show you something. <laughs> the inside, the socks. Was it the belt? Gerard, do you know that your father has on a mushroom belt? Yes. <laughs> I do. Bruh, listen, I want his parents' type of love, okay? She came out that bathroom <laughs> like she ain't even do chewing that gum. She popping that gum hard and, and sucking her teeth. <laughs> I'm going to sound, man. They was in there for almost an hour. Damn. Ooh, child, I don't know if I want to go in there. Oh, oh. Uh, did you think they weren't going to miss you? You were gone an hour. <laughs> was it even a quickie? Wait, it was That was a full session. <laughs> they had a break. <laughs> want some water? <laughs> okay. Oh, Okay. He came out so discombobulated. I was like, oh, oh, Lord. The mushroom shirt then where's your mushroom belt where's your mushroom belt no <laughs> oh, laws don't even matter he was in another world that's the kind of love I want at that age shoot sure sure hmm. 
or Eartha Kitt at her age because Listen. Lady Eloise, child. And I'm clearly late. this is what she did regularly. So right. she was regularly inviting these young gentlemen callers <laughs> over and her staff knew oh the my God. what to do and laughed at them. But the poor souls, the poor souls. <laughs> they had to go through all of that. And she just fucking with him. Like, knowing damn well she ain't even in position of Can't authority. Can't do a thing Can't do him. shit. And you saw how she was standing <laughs> in that conference room. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She was a whole trip. But can we get into um, Eartha Kitt's legs, though? Baby. Those are dancer legs. They never, they never go. <laughs> I think she was going to try to untie his tie with her toes. You know, you got to have talent. To untie some extra strength there. Okay. No wonder why the legs look good. Either way. Oh, so speaking (laughs) of toes, toes was a theme in this movie. If if your toes is jacked, you ain't getting called back. Write that down. (laughs) So did that count as a fetish? I think it does. Like, can that go as far as, like, fetishism that exists, like, as a diagnosable something? Because it's not like he wanted to do anything sexual with the feet. It's not like the feet caused any, you know, unique arousal or pleasure. It's just it was a requirement. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. Maybe yeah. that's fetishism and just, like, a, a preference, dating preference. Uh, yes, it's a, it's a strong dating preference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't have hammer time toes, okay? Yes. And see, I don't have hammer time toes, so Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Call me. I don't mind have 10 grandchildren. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> They're probably all older than me. What am I talking about? <laughs> Actually, one of um Eddie's sons is dating Lauren Martin Lawrence's daughters. Currently, yes. What? Funny how that works out. (laughs) Right? They probably saw each other a lot. So, hey. (laughs) All things work out between them. (laughs) (laughs) So you can dance with Eddie at the wedding? Yes. (laughs) Eddie. (laughs) Yeah, so he could dance on like how he was dancing in New Orleans. Is that where they were? (laughs) Wait, why was she screaming at I know. I was like, girl, cut it out. Take that. It's New Orleans. Calm down. <laughs> right. Take that. Take that. <laughs> he was getting it. Yeah. No. <laughs> Making faces and everything. All kind of shit. I was like, okay. Yes. I would have been like, you know what? We're not going home. I'm going to leave your ass right here dancing like this. Okay. You're making the fool out of me. Moonwalk away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like major pain. <laughs> Let me people robot the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> crazy ass. And then I was so well, I was yeah, we're getting to it later. Never mind. We got are we done? Are we doing a lot of quotables? What are we doing? I'm sorry. I, I think we it's been a bit of a mashup. Um, it's, a, it's a mashup, yeah. I think <laughs> <laughs> I threw this all off. My bad. <laughs> my bad. Okay. I think, um, I guess most of I have been covered in this in this beautiful um, <laughs> way that things have aligned so far. I just wanted to add that, you know, first the fat boys break up, 
Now this. <laughs> Stop oh, to believe wait. it. <laughs> Who said this? Chris Rock is Boney T said that. And then, you know, it was famously later quoted by Jay-Z. But he said, you think Malcolm X dies so you can walk around? <laughs> like, oh. oh, no. That's true. Don't compare <laughs> Malcolm X's assassination. <laughs> right. I was like, to Marcus break up. <laughs> like, seriously? Like, They're unrelated. They're unrelated. Unrelated. Completely. He, he was just bogus. Yeah, he was another bogus character. <laughs> Bonnie T. Like, shut up. Get out the way. <laughs> Running people over with the mail cart and shit. Go. It's I think, gossip with his gossip it's, spirit. Okay. Who'd you hear that from? Bonnie T. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody had that. I feel like everybody got their information from Bonnie T. And then he only worked there for like a couple days. Now check this out, man. I've been working here about nine days. You know, I've been on time most of the time, even when it rained. Don't you think it's about time we talk promotion? <laughs> Listen, I said, I wish I had that level of audacity because, baby. No, the confidence. The confidence. I, I need it. I'm going I'm to work on that. Let's <laughs> all work to channel our professional inner bony tea. Advocate for yourself. Ask hey. for that race. That's it. If you need a confirmation, that was it right there, friends. <laughs> Ask for that raise. <laughs> My favorite part is is so subtle. Is when Uh-oh. was when Eddie Bird, well, Marcus, acts like he loses his dog. <laughs> and he borrowed the, Take the money, fool! <laughs> I'll give you twenty dollars for that leave. Take it, fool. Turn down that good money. Yes. <laughs> Wait, did he call his wife a fool? Turn down that good money. <laughs> I was like, damn. I had to remember how much twenty dollars actually was worth back then. <laughs> I was, I probably would have said the same thing. <laughs> so like thinking about it, fuck. Get him at the leash. Okay. I would be like, Here, you want me help? <laughs> Absolutely, the fuck not. <laughs> If someone came up to me and gave me twenty dollars, even a hundred dollar bill for Bentley's leash, the fuck out, the fuck out of here! Like <laughs> give me my dog's leash. Take the money, fool. <laughs> Don't have me on the phone with you because I'm gonna yell at you through this big phone. Take the money, fool. <laughs> and I'm gonna look at you like she looked at him. The fuck? <laughs> what you talking about? Turn down that good money. <laughs> Yeah, I sure as hell will turn down that good Okay, money. so that was low-key on my list of quotables, but I was like, okay, now, like, no one else is going to pay attention to that. I'm going to just take it I, off. I <laughs> sure, okay, you see, that's why we friends, because I sure as hell paid attention to that. I got a good little chuckle for five minutes from that shit. Thank the money for I was like, oh! <laughs> that whole little scene was funny, because he, Curb, Kirby, come on, Kirby, Kirby. <laughs> I was like, oh Jesus! Wait, then when she came over at first, he didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. Where's Kirby? Uh, <laughs> right, Kirby. He's uh, he got some stuff on his coat. You know, he need <laughs> had to take him to the groomers. Listen, and then speaking of detail. Them limp ass <laughs> tulips that he put out for her. <laughs> and they just failed. They ain't even, they was just like, okay. <laughs> I right, think that was the aesthetic he was going for, you know, 
Minimalist uh, was big during the 90s. Yeah, please. <laughs> those, those were dead and malist. <laughs> dead ass tulips. <laughs> but he so tried. with with uh, Marcus setting this setting and um, kind of being ro- Mr. Romance, as he put it, to me, that kind of struck me as love bombing. And so I would be really interested to see what you diagnosed Marcus with. Mm. So you know, with you being in love with him, I wondered if this was difficult for you. <laughs> it was very difficult. This is why it's called biased <laughs> diagnosing. You can't diagnose your friends and family. And that's or my lover. Others. Okay. <laughs> that's my lover. <laughs> so yeah, I, um, that. I was I was gonna mm. say personality disorder as far as history on that personality. Yeah. I went full on narcissism. I was, yes, that too. Is you know, honestly, all the men in this movie could either go for <laughs> one of those two. <laughs> honestly, yeah, especially Martin, and he would get the extra diagnosis of a player, hey, and dickhead or whatever you call him. He was just, he was extra. Hey. Because I, I pointed I, out, how did he? I didn't see no PhD tendencies. He was hating he was hating on what's his name? <laughs> on David Allen Greer? Yes. Gerald. Is it Gerald? It's Gerard. Gerald. Gerald. Gerard. Why? Why must I be this way? No, he, I guess maybe he's not a player at Dickhead, but he's definitely a narcissist. And I, he's a whole tip. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you Hotep. <laughs> I think he's definitely Hotep-ish. <laughs> I don't know about the narcissism, but I'll definitely give you Hotep. <laughs> you know, y'all think he's a narcissist too? <laughs> we was white. They'd be asparagus tips. <laughs> right. I asparagus was like, spears. 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 And then he talked about pool. Now, when he started breaking down the game of pool, I was like, he has a very good And the table point. is green because it's the color of the earth. Of earth. <laughs> I say yes, y'all better get it. <laughs> a point there, my brother. He had a point. And see, school him. School him. <laughs> oh, man. So what did you diagnose Mr. Marcus with? Yeah, definitely narcissistic uh, personality disorder. I think okay. he definitely had the pattern of grandiosity. I think he definitely uh, wanted that need for admiration, experienced extreme oh, distress when he was not getting that from Baby. Robin Gibbons. Right. And, <laughs> and definitely had a lack of empathy for the women that he was um, manipulating and using before mm-hmm. that and just using the different tactics, like we said earlier, with the love bombing. Him saying, I missed the romance before I hit it. I'm flowers, I'm candy, yeah. I'm all of that. And like David Allegra said, Gerard, it just skeets out of you when you. Right, I was like, <laughs> skeet. And I was like, shut up. I haven't heard anybody say skeet on television in a long time. It's all oh, skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Gerard was, I don't know. He was so interesting. He, he was definitely the middle, in, like between the two extremes. He was like the the medium version, I guess. I hate that things didn't work out with him and Angela. <laughs> they they had no real chemistry. 
No, they didn't. Yeah, he was kind of so weird. I don't even think he was weird. I think there is, I think corny guys get a bad name. I think there Aww. is nothing wrong with being a corny guy. Corny guys are loyal. Corny guys are very, you know, uh, giving, caring, romantic. And well, I, I, I wouldn't go that far because some corny guys be getting a little bit of feeling themselves and then think they can do whatever they want. That's too. a different type of corny, in which case you got to check. <laughs> Okay. Let me remind you who the fuck I am so, and who the fuck you are not. <laughs> <laughs> that dude is <laughs> what you are not. Okay. <laughs> you better tell him. This Shoot. can go for corny dudes and women. Let me let me remind you, Miss mm. Fufu, when I met your ass. <laughs> you won't need nothing, okay? You was dead, broken, naked. Now you won't have. So... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why did you snort? <laughs> I tried to catch my breath <laughs> through my nose. <laughs> oh shit, that was funny. <laughs> I don't know why. Wait, say the line again. <laughs> you don't remember? Well, it originally came from Eddie Murphy. It again, just like the the Fat Boys break up and every day I wake up. Okay, so whatever. And then Jay Z used it in a song. Excuse me, mm-hmm. he's talking girls, 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 and he's talking about the African. Like Eddie was talking about the bush bitch. And so, excuse me, Miss Fufu, when I met your ass, you was dead broken naked. Now you won't have. <laughs> Bruh, never ever paid attention to that verse. <laughs> oh, shit. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And now every time I listen to that verse, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> Hysterically. As you should. That's how it was intended. Consume it as right. it was intended. But, um, yes. <laughs> but for uh, Gerard, I was even wondering if maybe we should assess for avoidant personality disorder. Um, mm. I'm not sure if we saw enough qualities or um, criteria met for to just outright diagnose that one. But mm-hmm. it was something that I would like to continue to diagnose for. Yes. Because of that fear of interpersonal um, criticism, disapproval, rejection, being mm-hmm. preoccupied with that in social situations and being slightly inhibited because of those um, feelings, especially mm-hmm. after them being re- reaffirmed with him, his ex-girlfriend being snatched by that, uh, was the the guard, what was they called? The guardian angels, that's what they was. They were the people in the 80s that think they wore like berets and used to troll the streets. And they were basically Batman, like they were. Oh, people <laughs> of this of the just the neighborhood seeking. That's what his ex girlfriend uh, used to do. No, his ex girlfriend. He got his ex girlfriend stole by one of the guys in the berets. Oh who shit! Be on the train, making sure nobody got robbed and stuff oh, like that. Oh no! And that's why he was like, I'd have kicked his ass if he didn't know karate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they were big in the 80s in New York City because they were trying to, you know, um, protect Yes, the I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. So, <laughs> I would say yes. I say I agree with the avoidant personality, for sure. Especially with his mom and dad. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's like, he did, he does want his dad's approval. That's for sure. I mean, who does? Does he at this point? (laughs) At this point, is he like, you know what? Must you embarrass me at every possible (laughs) location? (laughs) I know. That was like, that's a bit extreme. You a grown-ass man doing this (laughs) in front of your friends, too. In front of my friends. Like, damn. 
<laughs> I feel bad for him. Oh, I man. Too. Yeah, I, I, I mean, did. okay, your parents is doing it in your homeboy's bathroom on Thanksgiving for an hour. Yeah. Like, that's oh. okay. Okay. We, we got to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> this isn't uh, even a public bathroom. This is my siblings? friend's bathroom. Right. Does he have friends? I mean, like, uh, friends. He had friends. He had Marcus no, and but like, uh, Tyler. No, not friends. Siblings. Why did I say siblings? They yeah. never talked about Andy. I could definitely see him being an only child. And just I can to see it, right? All of that himself. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm like, I wonder what other child they would do this to. But now like, <laughs> he's giving me only child vibes for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And especially like if they weren't, if... Um, Look at Angela, that Adlerian coming out. Girl, I see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like the, the relationship with Angela wasn't really... Okay, help me understand why he invited her to dinner to meet his parents. Like, because she's so a friend? So they were all friends. Like, they had agreed that they were just being friends. And okay. it was a friendly... Uh, it looked more like a Friendsgiving because mm-hmm. it was at Marcus's house. Angela had cooked most of the food. And it was just mm-hmm. them and his parents were the only parents that were even there. Right? So isn't that interesting that his parents are the only parents that came to a Friendsgiving yeah, you know, but I mean, it is New York City, and so there are lots of transplants in New York City, and it's you kind of build your families of choice. And maybe Gerard was just actually from the city, or his family lived there, where the others they didn't; they were just there working. Okay, I still think it's a little strange, but okay, <laughs> it worked for the movie. It gave us great comedy. <laughs> it sure did, because that table conversation was something else. So, yeah. All right. I just wanted to get some clarity on that. But yeah, I agree. He could be definitely. Yes, that's uh, further avoided. for um, avoidant personality. Was there anything else that you wanted to touch on about Marcus's narcissistic personality disorder? Um, Other than that, I think he might have had mommy issues. I hate to say Clearly, it. Clearly, that's and so if he was my client, we definitely would have to do some psychoanalytic to see like where just mm-hmm. this. Because I think Marcus is one of those. um that do not necessarily at that point in time, he didn't like women, not mm-hmm. at all questioning his sexuality or anywhere, anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. no, I think very, you know, clearly mm-hmm. presenting heterosexually, just he does it that didn't enjoy the company of women, didn't appreciate yeah. the, the women and what it was that they, how mm-hmm. they offer them as individuals and just did it, had a dislike for women. And so I really would like to see where that come from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And Angela got him together, baby, as far as, you know, him understanding what is love and, you know, all that. Love. You know, what do you know about love? What do you possibly think you know about love? You know, I'm sick and tired of men using love like it's some kind of disease you just catch. Love should have brought your ass home last night. Didn't you just hear me say I was sorry? I heard you say you're sorry. You're sorry and you're tired. You don't love me. You don't love Jacqueline. You only love your damn self. I was like, yes, girl. You better tell him all. Physical violence is never okay in any relationship. She slapped the shit out of Marcus. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Real quick, too. Like, you didn't even see it was coming. It was just... Right. But sometimes, though, like she was that nigga mama. It just like, out right. of nowhere, just like, yeah. you just need and, to be slapped right now. That. What? 
So whose was harder, Will Smith or Halley's? I'm just kidding. <laughs> that nigga Will Smith reached from his back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what but this is. Will Smith but, and Chris Rock were not dating. This is that's different. So this is a this that but you right. dating situation. All right, let me stay okay on track to physically <laughs> assault your partner. Ever. She slapped shit out of him. She did, Andrew. And then that's the end of the relationship. I think that if if it's it's clearly there's no yeah, that it's the end of the relationship. Yeah. yeah, I think both. I think that was the the the. The the, the, the sprinkles on top. Okay, right. <laughs> like this relationship is over. We are not no longer dating. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm surprised they came back together. My prognosis is what not well is for it? that. What? There is even with treatment as far as narcissistic personality goes, there is treatment that um can be engaged. There there is growth that definitely can be made. I just don't, I think Eddie became, yes, a better person and will continue Mm. to grow from the result of their relationship. But he even said, like, we kick in, but that man definitely said, oh, no, I'm looking at that woman right there with the kids. That's you in the future. And she was like, and you better still love me. He was like, you see, she by herself. There's truth in every joke. There's truth in every Mm. joke. And Mm -hmm. um, that's why my prognosis is... mm. For their relationship, not for them as individuals, but for their relationship, yeah. it's not well. And I don't like almost the message that as mm-hmm. black women that just because you like it was almost like a Angela had to. You don't have to go back, girl. Mm-hmm. This person that showed you who they are. Uh, just because you love somebody don't mean you have to be with them. Don't mean that they are the best person for you. And we don't know if that is the case here. And mm-hmm. so I would have been okay if Angela was like, okay, I'll stop being cold and burying myself in my work and I'll, you know, be able to love mm-hmm. again. But it don't have to be with you. But that's not how movies go. Movies have fairy tale endings. So yeah. we got what we got. But he definitely said at the end of the movie, girl, you see she by herself. Yeah. That's gonna be like, <laughs> Oh, he's still shady as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so if she slapped yeah. shit out of you again, clearly you didn't learn. <laughs> so it's just it might be some balance in this relationship. Lord have mercy. Yeah, it's a bad prognosis for me. Yeah. Ooh. I just don't see them coming to being able to come together in a in a way. And then also the the level to which that Jacqueline clear I mean not that Jacqueline, that Angela was clearly hurt. I don't know if she will be able to forgive. Um, because mm-hmm. Eddie is still, Marcus is still going back to work at that same company. Like, yeah. yes, he's also teaching now, but he's at that same company with working with Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. Will that continue to be something that is an insecurity for her? Is that going to continue to yeah. eat away for her? Because you can forgive, but you don't always forget. Mm-hmm. And it could potentially cause further issue for the both of them. But her not also not wanting Marcus to compromise his career because he has gained such a high position in the company. Mm-hmm. He is renowned for his work there. And so not wanting saying like, oh, you you need to leave. Like that's like she might feel like that's an unreasonable request unless she like then gives him a job at her company. But I feel like that will probably happen so that she can keep an eye on him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, give him an ultimatum. I don't like that neither. Right, exactly. So there's no positive because I feel like Jacqueline, <laughs> she's not going to play nice. Jacqueline's not going to play nice in that situation, mm. especially after the way he left that night talking about, yeah, you're right. I am out here. And then you're just going to leave it's me? A, it's another kind of rejection. Get turned down to your draws. Okay. 
in the bed. So better not know. She going to give him hell the next day and the day after that and the day after that. Or she's just going to keep pressing on him because they don't, neither one of them did rejection very well. They never, mm-hmm. they don't handle rejection very well. They like to be in control. And so the moment that they feel like they're not in control, they're going to push to make sure that they're on top and they're getting what they want. So, mm. and Eddie Murphy liked that about Jacqueline, you know? And so I think he would continue to fight with her if she was willing to pay him attention. Both of them would just feed off of that neglect and attention in a weird way. So no positive prognosis. Sheesh. Yep. It hurts because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and that's dead. <laughs> okay, so I didn't feel narcissism for Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. I think we don't often get to see like women who are players like mm-hmm. in this way. She was definitely just using uh, Marcus for sex and then, you know, nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the way that she went about addressing him sometimes. And I was like, we don't get much depth from her character at all. Um, but I think that's purposeful because it's her trying to distance herself um, emotionally from mm-hmm. Marcus and present herself as unavailable to him. Mm-hmm. But part of that manipulation had me feeling like, ooh, could this potentially be borderline personality disorder? No, absolutely okay. not. And I resist it because how come he gets to be um, narcissist and she can't be a narcissist? And then we go with the stereotypical borderline personality for women. Not because I don't feel that she lacked empathy. She told him, like, this will not end well. I don't usually do this. It's she didn't require and did not want the admiration. She was just, I want what I want when I want it. But mm-hmm. it was the um, the splitting for me. It was the mm-hmm. talking about him and such to him as such in a great way. And then in mm-hmm. the next second, also like cutting him down and, 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 and doing it that way is what kind of I was like, hmm, just something to, to consider. Let's further look at this. But we don't get no depth in her character purposefully. Mm-hmm. So it was just something that I was thinking, like, where um, he got upset and was like, don't expect me to sleep with you for business reasons. And she was like, you did with Lady Eloise. Mm. Shots fired. Pew, 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 pew. But also valid. <laughs> a point. And then where he yeah. was like, um, he was like, as, a, as your lover, thank you for ruining my life. And she was like, I didn't ruin your life. You ruined right. your life. I told you this was going to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see her as narcissistic either. I don't see her as uh, borderline or narcissistic. I just see her as a character that the studios were able to create that was similar to what um, Marcus mm-hmm. what embodied, right? Presented, presented, and so maybe and like you said, it was done purposefully, and that's why we don't get very much is because it was written in a way that was like. So what would be the female version of Marcus without giving her a backstory? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to not say that that is what I'm diagnosing her with. I really didn't diagnose her with anything. Just the splitting was something that was very apparent. 
Mm-hmm. And I actually, because there is no depth, I really don't want to give her a diagnosis. Also, yeah. just looking at it like clinically, because there's no there's nothing really to go from aside from this one behavioral interaction with this one individual in this one specific relationship. And it's not even a relationship that is meaningful to her. It's transactional. Right. Right. And exactly. and she addresses that that's what she wants from it. And he is the one who cannot handle the fact that that is this is what I want. This is what how we're going to do it. OK, fuck buddies on three. Go and <laughs> <laughs> team break. And then he is the one who um, started to violate the terms of that relationship and mm-hmm. then became emotionally invested in her just because he was so caught up in her allure that he couldn't see exactly what it was that she was telling him and continued to remind him of what they were. I do, however, like when he was like, you know, you was wrong. That's why you came over here in your draws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> that just says, I'm sorry, like a trench coat heels in your draws. <laughs> okay. I'm just waiting for my opportunity. <laughs> I don't think I have a quality trench coat. I need to get a good trench coat for that. Because you need too. something that like is going to button all the way up. <laughs> right. Okay. Don't get it stuck and in the escalator. Your belt. I saw that on Modern mm-hmm. Family. <laughs> you just gonna be stuck. <laughs> Sophia Vergara came and saved the day. She did, baby. <laughs> It happened to me before, but <laughs> I love her character. He's everything. Sorry, I digress. Uh, boomerang, boomerang. <laughs> boomerang, boomerang, boomerang. So, uh, I did diagnose Strange, however, with histrionic personality disorder. Oh, hell yeah, she got it. She- <laughs> like I said, when she rubbed that G-string across that man's mustache, I was, <laughs> I was done. I said, okay. <laughs> but after birth, <laughs> you said, Don't make fun of my accent. Right. She said, No man can turn down this pussy. I said, You better say it, girl. Had that thing wide open in the West. <laughs> so, for those that may be unaware, histrionic personality disorder is a pervasive pattern of excessive emotionality and attention sinking. <laughs> That can be evidenced by um, being uncomfortable in situations in which he or she is not the center of attention. Check. Um, Mm -hmm. Interactions with others is often characterized by inappropriate, sexually seductive, or provocative behavior. Think the shit. Taking off shit. Draws. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Displays rapidly shifting and shallow expressions of emotions. Um, What she got in that car was pouting. I'm not going. (laughs) I know. Jacqueline had to get her together. I said, all right now. <laughs> not only will you be there. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you what you're not going to do, bitch. <laughs> Take all that money. Right okay. there. Um, has a style of speech that is ex- excessively impressionistic and lacking mm-hmm. in detail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shows self-dramatization, theatricality, and exaggerated expression of emotion. Mm-hmm. Listen, she just she is the poster child for this. Ooh. He considers relationships to be more intimate than they actually are. Which is what she thought with Marcus. That's why she said, look at the So puss. when are we going to fuck? Okay, straight like that. <laughs> Stop playing these games. I straight like that. <laughs> you as a me, shoot. 
<laughs> so did you if you did uh Stranger, did you do uh lady eloise i did not diagnose her i just uh left it as because we again did not get much more from lady eloise it was just a gross abuse of the perception of her power not even actual uh, the power to be held it was just <laughs> an abuse of perception of power was was it was it like cognitive decline or something that made her feel like <laughs> she was still in control something no, was no, not because right it was something i think that actually i think that she is slightly a predator again this would be hr's worst nightmare because Indeed. clearly she is doing this to multiple young men like her staff know exactly what to do they they are giggling. laughing that these people this is something that she has done before mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. i think that she is she she might very well know that she has no power but i'm still about to get some dick about you damn son <laughs> where did you find that no. <laughs> it's it's yeah. giving very much like um R. Kelly. It's giving very much R. Kelly vibes. Yes, that's exactly what I was because she say. was the entire staff Help. is working mm -hmm. and maneuvering this and making sure that Listen. people get where they need to get when they need to get there. It I was sue that Kelly. butler. I was sue that butler. You gonna giggle he 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 as you bring this. But at least all of hers were uh, of age, so there's that. Well, you got a point. She ain't force him to do nothing. He he thought he had to because he um he was gonna get a raise. That he was gonna get a the promotion. Whole, the promotion, yeah. yeah. But did she ever suggest that? Never that would even get him that. She it never even like, mentioned it. Yeah, exactly. So I just say a, a gross abuse of the perception of power. He said, "Can the lights go darker?" I laugh. I was like, damn, we still see her. <laughs> you a night fishing goggles? Okay. Uh, an yeah, owl? Yeah. I can still see. Because <laughs> my screen is black. <laughs> I was like, she had, she had the whole setup, too. I was like, she's going to have to take a little while to get out of all of that. <laughs> Yo, the whole full body corset with the full pantyhose body. still on. Right. Like, I was like, <laughs> That's a lot of work, child. Look, you gonna get this lingerie bare? Ain't no stockings, okay? The bra strap ain't even buckled the right way. It's on that one little hook, barely hanging on, cause it's about to come off. Shit. <laughs> <I>, oh. <laughs> okay, and then he was she was gonna get all of that off in the pitch dark. I, that's right. Oh yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Movies, I tell you. <laughs> I did not also, um, speaking of people that I did not diagnose fully, I didn't diagnose Tyler, even though I am hearing, you know, your concerns and your considerations <laughs> and things you would like to assess for. Um, just gives, giving lots of massage noir. Um, and I did not diagnose Angela. I did not either. I also do not feel that Angela is completely innocent in how this relationship unfolded either, though. Mm. Um, I definitely felt that does a just an egregious something against you it's easy to then play the victim there mm -hmm. and not see how you allowed this person to treat you in a way that they shouldn't and then for them to feel it's okay mm -hmm. after the first time when he said that you was just oh you, you had stopped by 
and you hold living at this fool apartment. <laughs> mm. And he'll get on the phone with his ex and say that you just stopped by. You didn't address it. Mm-hmm. People are trained how to treat you. And you didn't, it was continuously her not affirming how she felt when he slipped into that bed that night. She fully mm-hmm. woke up and didn't say anything until the next morning. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, I want, I wanted Angela to, to know that it was okay for her to say what she felt. Yeah. She was okay. So, okay. Saying it to Jack, Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. I didn't know why she was not saying that in any way, victim blaming or saying that it's her fault that he cheated. No, that's mm-hmm. fully his responsibility. Just, I wanted Angela to demand more because she deserved more. That's all. She did. She did. Okay. I feel that. I feel like you're making very valid points. If she wanted to have something different or expected him to be different, she should have established some boundaries a lot sooner than she did. Yes. And I think if she was, um, she was my client, the boundary setting and seeing, because she said that, um, several times throughout the movie when I'm feeling down I give to others as a way to make myself feel better that's when, that stuck out to me yeah. and when the kids came in she and uh, they were like we missed you or whatever she was like Angela had to learn how to put Angela first mm-hmm. but in doing that she didn't have a good balance there Mm-mm. Like she then only became fully encapsulated in work and Mm -hmm. being the cold shut off person and let go of the things that actually brought her joy and brought her pleasure before, like teaching the class. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just seeing if we could get to a better place of balance with those boundary setting and forcing those, what that looks like, how to still hold on to the things that bring you pleasure and bring you joy while you are creating this new lifestyle for yourself. Because that is like really a lifestyle change Mm -hmm. when you are used to allowing certain things and then really putting things in place because it's often you feel guilty. Yes. Bad for having to say mm-hmm. no to people in a certain way or tell them what you'll accept mm-hmm. and what you won't accept. Mm-hmm. And um, if, especially if, the, if that's just not your personality or nature in general, it, it can be very difficult for people. So mm-hmm. yeah, just working on obtaining balance there because it was dope. Even though huh, they had her, you're fucking Holly Berry. Talk about, I'm not all glamorous. And girl, you Holly Berry. Okay. And her prime too. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I was like, yes, Hallie, you better do that shit. Love you. I go gay for Hallie. Yeah, I do. It's fine. Whatever. Why is all my crushes coming out? Shut up. <laughs> you found the movie that triggered you. <laughs> you found one. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> it only took, you know, like what, 30, 40 episodes, but here yeah. we are. <laughs> Wow, me on the other hand, I'm in love every episode. Every episode. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> He's so fine. This my childhood crush. This my childhood crush. This my childhood crush. This my current one. <laughs> this my husband. This my ex-husband. Okay, this my listen. boyfriend. <laughs> I want to live your life. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have a fantasy. <laughs> lovers. My lovers. Yes. <laughs> but anywho with that on to nasty nelson <laughs> i just i didn't have a diagnosis <laughs> i didn't even get to him i didn't even think about him for a diagnosis i was just like this is just who he is he's happy and as himself That's, that's it. I heard that. What you have? <laughs> the cherry and the banana. No, that's the, you know. 
why do they make friends or French people so like sexual? <laughs> was he even French? <laughs> I don't even know what that was. He was from Harlem. <laughs> he was. <laughs> I bet you he was. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> he he yeah, he was something different, but he definitely from Harlem. <laughs> just kidding. Yo, but the way that he sought just the pleasure that encapsulated his face when he sniffed them draws. Listen, okay. maybe an unspecified paraphilic disorder, maybe not, because we do no. not want to at all kink shame. We don't want to categorize right? in any way. But yes. again, we did not get enough. We just got a little bit of his of his, you know, freak side. So <laughs> I didn't, I didn't diagnose anything. I just wanted to, you know, call him out. Yes. <laughs> because um, in the workplace, it's not okay. <laughs> no, and then he, and then Marcus was like, oh, there's a good thing there was no sausage in this one. And I was like, wait, there was sausage in that one? No, <laughs> oh, no. I wonder what they was doing with that. <laughs> okay, so everyone, listeners, um, I want y'all to go back and watch this film. And I want y'all to pay special close attention to the kissable ad. Is that yes. Eddie Murphy doing the vocals for the kissable ad? Is that him saying kiss, 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 kiss me once, kiss me two? I want y'all to go back and I want y'all to listen. I, want I don't think that's me. him. That's not him. I thought she was going to talk about how she licked the, the cherries. I was about to say, yes, I, I'd watch it again. <laughs> how you do that there? Somebody <laughs> just did it for you, huh? Eddie Murphy movies so far, and it's it's never brought this side of you out. Me, <laughs> <laughs> boomerang and changed my life. How <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> for you? <laughs> it's a smooth three full times. <laughs> I just want white boomerang. Hi, Eddie. <laughs> I think the kiss, kiss, kiss was Eddie. You think so? I do. I would, you know, I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, you know he's a singer now. Right. Because his girl likes to party all the time. <laughs> he is. He does have vocals. So, <laughs> so I'm just saying, it's, you know, we'll it's not a far the, stretch. We'll see what the audience has to say. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last thing that I did want to point out is, you know, there are the rumors mm-hmm. that are just that. They are rumors. Um, I have no proof. So they are rumors. Of, you know, Eddie picking up the the, the girls and his mm-hmm. limousine riding around, you know, because they say that he liked trans. They said that, you know, that's he does this and he dabbles. Oh, you know, he's he's been seen um, giving, you know, the girls a ride. And mm-hmm. so but, you know, he, he could have just been, you know, transportation is, is, is a tricky thing in New York. <laughs> yeah, he's been giving a girl it. a ride. So we don't we don't know what was going on in that car. But mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious that. This was that time where the rumor was a lot more stronger, a lot more prevalent mm-hmm. in people in the zeitgeist of society. And then Eddie had the joke about them watching the nine hundred eight, the nine hundred oh, number. Yeah, <laughs> you can see everything. 
but she had a dick, man. Fuck me up. It was a, a, a nine seven six number for her math. You talking about nine seven six D I C K? Uh, chicks with dicks. Hell. How could you put something like that in your mental Rolodex? <laughs> yes. And, and I was like, look at Eddie confronting the rumors head on and putting the joke in his movie. <laughs> yes. He was like, how could you put that in your mental Rolodex? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, mental Rolodex? What? What, a chicks with dicks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and it was such a random story. I was like, where are they going with this? I feel like they just put that in there because I feel like Eddie is, he, he know what he doing with comedy. The man's a he comedy like, genius. He a little sprinkle. A little sprinkle. <laughs> he, he was salt bay with his like, damn, let me address this little shit y'all talking about over here. Sprinkle a little that on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tyler is definitely the one who brought it up. <laughs> shit, fuck with me, man. <laughs> It was so extra. <laughs> oh, I love young Martin. They did so good together. I enjoyed watching the movies. Just comedy gold, comedy gold. We we owe them all of their flowers. They're great Absolutely. and amazing. Yeah. Um, there was one line that did cause me for concern in <laughs> the gyms. Just the beautiful comedy moments that Tisha Campbell was saying. After Man. he said that he didn't want it, when, even when Jesus was born, and she said, well, why don't you just leap your black ass off the ledge then? Fuck you. <laughs> it's not a joke. <laughs> Listeners. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I laughed too. My bad. <laughs> My bad. Someone is heartbroken. Please don't suggest that they, that they jump, jump black ass off the oh, ledge. Lord. See, there was some questionable moments in this movie, Okay some questionable moments where I was like, man, comedy has definitely changed. Yes. <laughs> but that shit was funny and right on time and I was not expecting it. <laughs> she was ready. Was her stuff ad-libs? No, but she was giving. She was giving. She was giving. I loved her in this film. She was not yes. there for a long time, but she was there for a good time and each one of her scenes were perfect. Maybe. They were. She was <laughs> ready with them rollers in her head. My height, my size, my weight, doggy style. <laughs> okay, girl, stop it. That's what you want. Hush. <laughs> and you not the same size. Not the same. Not at all. Girl. Because <laughs> it's flat everywhere. <laughs> Tisha had curves. Tisha had ass. Okay. Maybe not curves. She ain't had no hips, but she had ass. She but did her. In the, in, the, in the head. Yeah, head and head and <laughs> head and ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, okay. You would like to support the show to help us get more content out to you all. You can visit our website and follow the support the show link to become a Patreon member or donate on our cash app. Now, we are happy to get the kind of money that jingles, but we rather the kind that folds. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the DSM Podcast, and you can subscribe to our show wherever you get podcasts. While you're there, go ahead and leave us a comment because we are counselors and actually care about what you have to say. Until next time, y'all, peace. Okay, bye, you cinephiles. <laughs>